Good morning. Welcome to our daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. I'm coming to you from Ames, Iowa, where I will be preaching at Iowa State University today. And so glad to have you with us. This is Holy Week. We think of yesterday as being Palm Sunday, the day of the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. Most of his ministry had been up in Galilee. If you're aware of what Israel, the layout of Israel, Jesus was from Galilee. Nazareth was up in Galilee. Most of the miracles Jesus did, most of the teaching Jesus did was up in Galilee in the northern part, central and north of Jerusalem, northern part of Israel. But so much happened in Jerusalem, and indeed much of what is recorded in Scripture about Jesus is what happened in Jerusalem. The book of John, for instance, from chapter 11 on, really, so 21 chapters in John, and from chapter 11 through the end of the book is primarily what happened that last uh, few weeks, and particularly chapter 12 on, the last week in Jerusalem, Holy Week, in, in the book of Matthew, from about chapter 20 on, chapter 19 or 20 to the end of the book, 28 chapters. So some of these books, half of the book, a third of the book, a third of the gospel, has to do with this final week of Jesus' life. Today we want to talk about what happened on Monday. On, on Sunday of Holy Week, he wrote in triumphantly. We talked about this yesterday, the fulfillment of prophecy and people's expectations and hopes. What would it be like that here was the coming Messiah? What kind of kingdom was he going to set up? And of course, we saw how most of them got it wrong. As a matter of fact, almost everybody got it wrong. Now on Monday, Jesus came back and what did he do? He goes into the temple, and Jesus has, dare we say, he's got a bone to pick. He overturns the tables of the money changers. What was he getting at here? What was going on? I mean, some people think, Jesus, did Jesus lose his temper? Some people, when I point out that Jesus never sinned, they say, well, what about there in the temple? He sure seemed pretty angry there, didn't he? Well, indeed, he was angry. In John chapter 2, it says of this temple cleansing, zeal for the Father's house consumed him. It was a love for God and a love for God's honor, a love for the temple. He was angered at how they had turned this holy place into a robber's den. And it is interesting that this is how Jesus described them, robbers. Why would he say that? Was that a little strong? Well, what was going on here? <clears throat> it was required of Jews to have various times that they would visit the temple. And when they did, there was a financial responsibility they had. Remember when Joseph and Mary presented Jesus in the temple, they, they took two doves and offered them as a sacrifice for their newborn son. That was what was to be given if you didn't have the money to give a the, the, the devil's for the poorer people's sacrifice. What was going on was people were buying uh, doves in the temple. Why were they buying doves? They were required to make this sacrifice, and the doves were for the people who were poor. They didn't have much money. And it was like a situation where, where people have you over a barrel. A merchant has you over a barrel, and they jack up the price. And you know that there's there's various times in your life where you've 
you, you know, you're like yesterday I was in the airport. Food's always more expensive in the airport. Why? Because they know they're the only places you can get it. And so they jack up the price and they charge you a whole lot more. And why do they, and they do it because they can. But these people who are buying doves, my goodness, they were the poor people. And these merchants were taking advantage of the poor people. And Jesus would have none of it. They were robbing them. People who were fulfilling their religious responsibilities, their religious duties, they were robbing them. Robbing them. Jacking up the prices. And Jesus was angered by this to take advantage of people who were coming to worship God and people taking advantage, ripping them off. What was going on with the money changers? Well, the money changers, you had to pay these certain uh, temple tax that was required by the law, and Jesus had no problem with that, but you had to pay it in the Hebrew currency. But they were, remember, they had Roman currency. Jesus asked, you know, they asked pay a tax. He said, well, whose image is on the tax? Well, it was Caesar's image. He said, well, render the tax to Caesar. But the temple tax had to be paid in the Jewish currency, and so people came and they had to change from their Roman currency or, or other, if they were coming from other countries, they had to change it into Jewish currency. And as a result, they were getting ripped off. They were charging all kinds of exorbitant fees. And so actually it was like, instead of paying a half a shekel, they're having to pay a whole shekel. And Jesus was saying, you guys are turning the house of God into a robber's den. Jesus wasn't against paying the temple tax. He wasn't against offering the dove. He wasn't against what the law required. He was against those who, who used oppression to take advantage of those people. Now, what do we learn from this? Jerusalem had become a corrupt place. Jerusalem had become a power center. Jerusalem, much like, say, even in our political world today, you know, the, the wealthiest parts of the country, the wealthiest countries, the counties are all surrounding Washington, D.C. Isn't that interesting? As power has gone more and more to D.C. and a place that was meant to serve and a place that was meant to serve the people instead has become a place of power and wealth. And, you know, they talk about inside the beltway and all this type of stuff. And that's what Jerusalem had become, a place where you got wealthy by being part of the power elite and taking advantage of other people. And my brothers and sisters, this is something that should bother us. Whether it's done in government, whether it's done in religion, when people, instead of offering genuine service to people or offering goods so that there's a free exchange of, of, of finances, you know, it's a win-win situation. I'm giving you something uh, of, of value and you've pay me in return, a win, both both sides are happy. These were tax collectors, these were oppressors who it was win-lose. I'm taking advantage of you. You've come here to worship God, I'm gonna rip you off. And Jesus wasn't happy with it, he was, he was against it. Yes, it was a den of thieves, a den of thieves. What do we wanna do? We wanna be people who work honestly ourselves. We wanna look out for corruption. This doesn't mean your church can't, you know, have some books for sale in the, a bookstore or a lobby like that. But my goodness, if your church ever starts saying, like some churches have done in the history of Christianity, you've got to offer this, you've got to take this offering, you've got to buy this candle, and we're just charging them, you know, exorbitant fee for this candle, or you've got to offer this incense, or you've got to 
you've got to do this religious duty and we're going to take advantage of you and charge you an exorbitant fee. That's corruption. That's what Jesus was against. Here this first day of Holy Week, Jesus had a run-in with the, with the Pharisees. He was not going to tolerate the corruption of the faith. He was not going to tolerate people uh, uh, taking advantage of the weak and the poor and using their position and their privileged position to exploit others. That's what was going on here. That's what was happening. We pray it won't happen in our churches. We pray it won't happen in our country. It's the tendency. It's how human nature tends to go. People have people get power and they want to take advantage. They want more and more. They can become heartless taking advantage of others who, who don't have the means. So, sorry for the, I was thrown off a little bit there when I lost the sound. I hope that it came back and I hope it's fine. I hope we didn't miss anything. But let's go ahead and go to prayer. Father, we bless you today. We thank you with all of our heart for who you are. You're, there's no corruption in you. There's no evil in you. You're not one to take advantage. You're a generous, generous, giving God. I pray, Father, for the Christian leaders we know, our pastors. I pray, I thank you so many of them. The ones I know are so generous, so giving, so sacrificial of their time, their money, their lives. And I pray, Father, that we would always walk in the imitation of our God. That we'd always be ones who give more than we expect. We'd always be ones who are servants. Lord, I pray, deliver the foot of pride, the foot of corruption, the foot of defrauding, the, foot, the, the, the temptation to take advantage of those who look at us or look to us for leadership. I pray, Father, that we would always have a a holiness and a purity, and not become corrupted by the love of money. We thank you, Jesus, for your example. We thank you for how you cleansed the temple. You cried out, the Father's house must be a house of prayer, and zeal for the house of God consumed you, and you would not allow it to become a robber's den. Jesus, people hated you for it. They turned on you. They cried against you. They lifted up their voice against you. Ultimately, they trapped you, they set a trap, they lied about you, falsely testified, turned you over to the Romans for crucifixion. We thank you, Jesus, for your steadfast holiness that you gave, you did not give in to the pressure of people, and we bless you. Thank you, we love you, we give you this day, Lord, this week is, uh, whether I'm on campus preaching this today, or all of us, Lord, this is Holy Week, and people have a uh, uh, greater interest in, in spiritual things. I pray that today there, there would be opportunities for us to share our faith, invite people to our Easter services, stand up and say who we are as believers in Christ. Fill us with your spirit today. Fill us with the joy of the Lord today. I pray for that, Father. Fill us with your love, your peace, and your joy. This day we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay, God bless you. Thanks for being with me today. If this is your first time, welcome. I hope you join us regularly. We're here every day, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, or you can listen to the podcast later on or uh, or watch later on YouTube. I love you guys, and I, and I bless you in the name of the Lord.